Today I want to talk to you from this thought, the path principle, the path principle. I want to begin the message today by asking you a question. How many of you in this place today, you are bad with directions? Come on, you get lost easy. Just lift your hand up. Come on, it's all right. Let's lift your hand up. You get lost easy. How many of you in the place today, you're really good with directions? Just lift your hand up. You're really good with directions. Man, it's about, it's about almost even. And now, your pastor, I fall in the category where I'm bad with directions. I get lost really easy. Matter of fact, when somebody gives me directions, I, I like them to tell me stuff like this. When you go down Jones Street, you'll see KFC on the left and Home Depot on the right. After KFC, there's a 7-Eleven. Turn left after. I mean, I like those kind of directions because I get lost really, really easy. And, and and the thing that you have to understand, if you don't get lost easy, you you, you think uh, those of us that get lost easy are goofy. You don't have much patience for us. You think we're idiots. And, and so what I want to do for the next few moments is I want to clue you in about us folks that get lost. So, so those of you that don't get lost easy, I want you to know some things about us. The first thing that I want you to know about us folks that get lost easy is we don't get lost on purpose. <laughs> I want you to know that. I know you think that we try to get lost, that we're trying to be late. Listen, we don't get lost on purpose. We don't set out with the intentions of, I'm going to get lost. I want you to know a second thing about us, and that is this. We don't know when we are getting lost. We just know when we're lost. I mean, no, that's true. I mean, by the time you realize you're lost, you've been lost a long time. (laughs) I mean, how many know when you're lost, you drive with confidence when you're lost? Because you don't even know you're lost. There's no line that says, now you are lost. You don't even know you're lost. You're just driving. And all of a sudden, it dawns on you. I'm lost. And I've been lost a long time. And there's a third thing I want to share with you about lost people and lostness. And this applies to everybody. If you're a lost person and if you are a person who are are, are very good with direction, this applies to all of us. The third thing I want you to know is whatever road you're on determines where you end up. Whatever road you're on determines where you end up. And that's the path principle. The path principle is simply that your path determines your destination. Your path determines your destination. And in the world of driving and geography, that's a no-brainer. We, we, we realize that whatever path that we're on while we're driving will determine our destination. But for some strange reason, when it comes to our life, when it comes to our career, our family, you singles in a dating relationships, our, our spiritual life, raising kids, when it comes to our finances, when it comes to our health, that there is a major disconnect. Many people fail to understand that the path that they're on will determine their destination. They understand that in geography. They understand that when they're driving. But when it comes to their life, there's a major disconnect and people do not connect the dots and understand that whatever path they're on will determine their destination. It's the principle of the path. And for the next five weeks, we want to unpack this. We want to dissect this. We want to talk about this. Everybody shout, your path determines your destination. We want to talk about that. And what I want to do today is I want to give you three insights about the path principle. Three insights about the path principle. 
<clears throat> excuse me, my, my voice is struggling a little bit today. Point number one is this, if you'll follow along with me in your bulletin notes. Point number one is this, the first insight. Your path trumps your good intentions. Don't miss this. Your path trumps your good intentions. Direction, not good intentions, will determine your destination. Direction, not good intentions, will determine your destination. Illustration. If I tell you that my family is going on a vacation to California, we're going to head out to California to see the ocean and the beaches and enjoy ourselves. And, and we pack down the car. We put the floaties in the car and put a surfboard in the car and put the kids' toys in the car and get some sunscreen in the car. And, and the family all loads up in the car. And we're excited about our vacation to California. And we get on I-40 and we head east. And, and we, we go I-40 east and we even pray for traveling mercies. Lord, bless us with traveling mercies on our way to California. And, and we even begin to sing songs. Jehovah Jireh, he's our provider. The Lord will make a way when there is no way. And we're just excited and singing and driving I-40 East. And how many of you know, no matter how good our intentions are, we are not going to end up in California at the ocean. We might end up in California, Arkansas, but we are not ending up in California. I don't care how good our intentions are. I don't care how much we pray. I don't care what our dreams are. I don't care what our hopes are. The direction that we have chosen will determine our destination, and it won't be California. And for some strange reason, people have a disconnect when it comes to their life. They fail to realize that the path they choose, not their good intentions, will determine their destination. And here's what I want you to understand. The principle of the path applies to every area of our lives. Please hear this. This was worth you getting out of bed today, eating breakfast, combing your hair, taking a shower, and put some deodorant on and coming to church. What I'm going to tell you right now was worth you coming to church. In every area of your life, you are on a path. Some of you didn't realize that until I just said it. But I want you to hear me. In every area of your life, you are on a path. And the path that you're on has a predetermined destination. Just like if you get on I-40 and go east, it has a predetermined destination. You're going to hit a spiral and get over into Arkansas. It has, I don't care if you want to go to California. The path you're on has a predetermined destination and you are on a path. Some of you in this place today, you don't even realize it, but I want you to understand you're on a financial path. Some of you are good, some of you are bad. Some of you, you, you don't understand this, but you're on a marriage path. Some of you are good, some of you bad. You singles, you're on a dating path. You're on a professional path. You're on a health path. And direction, 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 not hopes, not dreams, not good intentions will ultimately determine your destination. And here's the problem. As a pastor, I see this over and over and over again, people want to end up in one place, but they choose a path that is leading them in an entirely different destination. And we've seen people, all of us have seen peoples, who, peoples who, whose lives, whose careers, whose marriages, whose kids come crashing and burning down. We've all seen that. And they're crying and they're in tears. And they tell you their story. We all have heard stories like this. 
you know, and I just, I can't believe I, I'm here and I ended up here. I don't know what happened. I, I can't believe it. And they're emo- and they're mad and they're upset. They're hostile, sometimes bitter and even mad at God. And you've been there. Somebody is telling you their story and you don't say this to them, but you begin to think this. What did you expect? I mean, I, what the path you went down. I mean, I saw that a mile away that the path you went down was not going to have a very good outcome. What, what were you? And they say things like this and they're crying. And they say, I, just, I don't know. I, I had dreams and I had hopes and I don't know what happened. I, I had good intentions and what they misunderstand is that when it comes to your destination, your hopes, your dreams, and your good intentions will never trump the path that you choose. The path you choose, not your good intentions, not your prayers, hopes, and dreams, will determine your destination. And there is a major disconnect with many people. There's a second thing before we look into God's Word as I'm laying some foundation that that I want you to understand about the principle of the path. The the second insight is this. Every path has a destination. Every path has a destination. And, And you're on a path right now. You're on a spiritual or financial, marriage, dating, career, health, parenting. And understand this, church. The path you're on has a destination. Don't fool yourself. The path that you're on, you are on a path and that path has a destination. And what we're going to do today is we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 7. And we're going to look at a specific path. And I'm going to talk to you about this specific path and then I'm going to take it and I'm going to broaden it to to the overall arching principle. But I want to look at a specific path for the next few moments. And this specific path that we're going to look at illustrates the principle of the path. And what happens in this story that I'm going to read to you in just a moment is Solomon, the wisest man in the world, he tells a story from an upstairs window. And Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, he sees a young man, a young boy, and he sees him and he knows the boy's outcome. He knows his ultimate destination, even though the boy himself has no clue of his outcome. It's kind of like Solomon can see the future. I mean, we, we've all been there before where we know somebody's future before they do. I mean, it's kind of like being God for a moment. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not God. But it's kind of like being God for a moment where you know somebody's outcome before they do. An example, maybe it's uh, two cars and, and they're driving on the road. And whatever, something's blocking them and they can't see that they're about to hit each other. But you can see it. And you're thinking for 10 whole seconds, oh, no, they don't see. They're going to crash. Look, ah, and they, boom, and there's a big car wreck. And you saw their destination before they were able to see it. And that's what happens to Solomon. He's able to see this guy's outcome before he even knows what it is. And he begins to narrate the story for us in Proverbs chapter 7 and verse number 6. The scripture says this, as Solomon is telling this story, don't know if it's true, don't know if it actually happened or it's just a parable, but he's telling us this story. At the window of my house, I looked out through the lattice. He says, I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men, a youth who lacked judgment. He was going down the street near her corner. 
walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in, then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. How many of you know that you don't have to be a Bible scholar to know where this story is headed? See, how do you already know where it's headed? Because it's a path. And every path has a destination. And here this boy is. He's walking down the street. He's headed in her direction towards her corner. And the lady comes out. And the scripture says she's dressed like a prostitute. And I can just see this young boy. He has a soundtrack playing in his mind. Maybe a little music's going through his mind. He's, he's thinking to himself, this music, born to be wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's excited. Maybe he has boys to men playing in his mind. I'll make love to you. And, and, he, and he's had it. He's had it. And, and, and Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, he's standing in the window, in the upstairs window, and he's looking. And Solomon has an entirely different soundtrack playing in his mind. Solomon has the soundtrack of the Jaws theme. You're about to get ate up, boy. It's amazing. It's amazing how this boy, as he is going by this lady's house, he has an entirely different thought process about what he's doing. And Solomon, the wisest man that ever lives, as he views this boy's life, he, he understands the path principle. And he understands this boy is on a path and it's headed for a destination. You see, the, the boy is focused on the here and now. But Solomon's focused on the ultimate. He's focused on the destination. And the scripture goes on to say in Proverbs 7 and verse 13, she took hold of him and kissed him. With a brazing face, she said, I have fellowship offerings at home. Now, that doesn't mean anything to you and I today. But what this woman is simply saying to this boy is, listen, I know that I'm dressed like a prostitute, but I don't need your money. This isn't about money. I've got fellowship offerings at home. I have money at home. I don't need, this is not about your money. I've, I've got money. I have fellowship offerings at home. She goes on to say, today I fulfilled my vows. And once again, that doesn't mean anything to us today. But what she was simply saying to this young man is, listen, earlier today I went down to the temple and I sacrificed an animal and I took my big bucket of sin and I dumped it out on the altar and my bucket is now empty and I want to fill it up again with you. We've all been there before. We kind of played that game with God. We know what we're doing is wrong. We know it's sin. And yet we tell ourselves just like this woman, well, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to ask God to forgive me. He's a forgiving God. And I'm premeditating this. Lord, just forgive me. Wash away my sins. And we begin to first quote, quote, quote 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just. And, and that's what this lady's doing. She's playing this whole game of God will just forgive me. And lady, 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 you're missing it. It's not about forgiveness. Yes, God's a forgiving God. But it's, lady, the issue is you're on a path. You're missing the whole point, lady. You're on a path. And the path you're on has a horrible destination. The scripture goes on in verse number 15, and I want you to see how the Bible drives this home. 
It says, so I came out to meet you. You. I looked for you. Nobody else. I was looking for you and have found you. Can you imagine that young boy? (laughs) She was looking for me. (laughs) I mean, I just came down the street and I was hoping I would just see her. But she came out looking for me. I'm special. (laughs) This is unique. This is love. She's looking for me. Verse 16. I have covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt, she says. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deep of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. And this old boy's thinking, am I dreaming? I mean, wake me up. In verse 19, the lady says, my husband is not at home. The young man's thinking, well, I assume that. I mean, my Lord, I mean, come out here dressed like that. I assume the old boy wasn't home. <laughs> he has gone on a long journey, she says. In other words, she says, you can stay all night. Get up in the morning, I'll cook you breakfast. We'll smoke a cigarette together. Oh, yeah, you ought to read your, it's in the Bible. I mean, you ought to read your Bible. Verse 20, the Bible talks about now she began to talk about her husband. And she says, he took his purse. Let her throw you off, won't it? He took his purse. Maybe that's why that old boy is having problems at the house. I mean, about <laughs> Thank you, G. Uh, well, he took his man back. I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm just messing with you. All right. They didn't have wallets back then. Hey, man, he took his purse, filled it with money, and it will not be home till full moon. She said, he's not going to be home for a long time. You can stay a week if you want to. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. And the boy, he's sitting there thinking, this is not that bad. It's just a date. It's just a one-time date. No, 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 young man. It's a path. No, it'll just be one time. I'm just going to have fun, sow my wild oats. I mean, it's just an event. No, young man, this is not an event. This is a path. No, 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 no. I'm just going to go have fun and God will forgive me. Uh, and listen, young man, you're listen, young. It's not about the forgiveness you're going to get. Young man, you have to, you're on a path. And every path has a destination. In verse 22, Solomon begins to give us this boy's destination. And he says, all at once, he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter. <laughs> The kid thinks he's going to have fun. But Solomon, who understands the path principle, understands the boy. He's headed for a destination that is nothing but trouble. He said, if you don't get it yet, if you don't understand yet this boy's outcome, this destination, if you don't get what I just said, let me give it to you like this. He's like a deer stepping into a noose till an arrow pierces his liver. In other words, it's like a deer that's running out in the wilderness and just running free. And the deer is just enjoying life. 
and the deer is running and all of a sudden the deer steps into a noose trap and it grips him and the deer is trying to get out and the deer can't get out the tie, the more the deer tries to pull his leg out the the tide of the noose trap grips on the on the on, on the deer's leg and all of a sudden the hunters come and they get in striking distance of the deer and the deer can't go anywhere and the hunter pulls his bow and arrow and shoots the deer and fills the deer up with arrows he says that's what that boy's like he is headed for a destination that's going to be horrible he says if you don't get it yet let me give it to you a third way this is how important you understand that every path has a destination let me tell you about this boy's destination he's like a bird darting into a snare little knowing it will cost him his life he thinks he's going to have fun but he's on a path and that path has a destination and the outcome is not very pretty. Point number three. There's a third thing I, I want you to understand about the principle of the path. Number three is this. The path you choose will determine your destination. The path you choose will determine your destination. I want to bring this personal to you now. The path you choose will determine your destination. And Solomon closes out chapter 7 by pulling out of the story. And now he addresses you and me. And I want you to hear what Solomon says to you and me about this boy. Proverbs 7 verse 24, the very next verse. He says, now then, my sons, listen to me. Listen, don't blow this off. Don't act like this is no big deal. Listen, pay attention to what I say. Don't let your heart turn her ways or stray into her paths. Paths, I'm just going on a date. Paths, I'm just having fun. No, 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 you're not. You're, you're on a path. And that path has a destination. Verse 26, many. Notice that many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Solomon says, listen, this path is not unique. Many, young men understand this, church understand this, he says to you and I, many, many are the victims this path has brought down. In other words, you're not the exception. This young man is thinking, I've never felt this way before. And Solomon says, yeah, but a lot of other people have. <laughs> this is special. This is unique. He goes, no, no, many people have been down this path. Many people have ended up where you're ending up, young man. It's a path that has a horrible destination. Verse 27, it goes on to say, her house is a highway, a highway to the grave. <clears throat> Excuse me, leading down to the chambers of death. In other words, you think, young man, what you're doing is unique. You think it's special. You think it's, you're gonna beat the odds. And Solomon says, no! What you're on is a highway. It's not a back road alley. It's not a gravel road. It's not a two-way, two-lane two highway. No, road, it's a, it's a six-lane highway. And many, many people have been down that road driving 80 miles an hour. And matter of fact, before the boy ever gets to the woman's house, before the affair ever happens, Solomon says this about this boy. He says he's like an ox going to the slaughter. He says he's like a deer trapped in a noose who gets filled with arrows in his liver. 
You say, how could he say that? He's being judgmental. What is wrong with Solomon? How can he judge that boy before he ever does anything? Well, Solomon understands the principle of the path. And Solomon sees this boy. And before the boy does anything wrong, he can just see his destination by, by the path that he's chosen. And Solomon says, this path is headed for destruction. It's not going to work out. Matter of fact, this path is so predictable that it's laughable. He thinks it's special. He thinks it's unique. And this is just laughable the direction he's headed in. It's kind of like if you ever go see a real good counselor. If you go see a really good counselor who knows their stuff and you begin to tell them your story, about halfway through your story, they just stop you. And they said, when that happened, this is how you felt. Yeah, how'd you know? And, you, and, and, and they go on to tell you, and, 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 when, and when you did that, this is how he felt. Yeah, how'd you know? Because I've heard this story 800 million times. And the outcome's predictable. You think you're the only one. But you have chosen a path that has a predictable destination. Listen, boys. Listen, listen, boy. This is a highway you're on. And if, listen, you're on I-40 going east. And it will not get you to California. Church, if you're on a wrong path today. The wrong path in your marriage, dating, the wrong path with your finances, your spiritual walk, and your parenting. It will lead you to a destination that will trump your good intentions. And I know many of you in this place today, you, you, you intend to end up in the right place. You intend for everything to work out. Like many other people, you intend that it's going to work out because of your prayers and your hopes and your dreams. But you have to understand the principle of the path. The path you choose will trump your hopes, your dreams, and your prayers every single time. And that's why we see so many people there. There's a disconnect. They're in one place they never thought they would be. And they don't understand because they had hopes and dreams and good intentions. And so did that young man in Proverbs 7. Hopes and dreams and good intentions. But he took a path that led him to an entirely different destination. And I want to close by giving you a list of examples of how people have good intentions. But the path they've chosen won't lead them to the destination they desire. Maybe you'll find yourself in this. Maybe the Lord will speak to you about areas where you have a dream and you have an ultimate destination that you want to get to, but you're on the wrong path. Here's some examples. I want to marry a Christian guy that has his act together. Therefore, I will go out with whoever asks me as long as he's cute. Well, I know, I know you want to end up at that destination, but that path won't get you there. Ah, here's another one. I want my family to be close. I want to have a great relationship with my family. So I'll be a workaholic and never be home. I know you got good intentions. But the path you're on won't take you there. Here's another one. I want my kids and grandkids to come to me for advice. I want them to respect me. I want to always be the pillar of the family. So I'm going to run around and fool around on their mom. I'm telling you, that path won't lead you to the respect that you desire. You're on I-40 going east. Here's another one. I want to grow old and be there for my family so I will neglect my health. I, I-, I want to lose weight, so supersize that. 
I want to one day be financially secure. So I'm going to get into more and more debt and refuse to put God first by returning the tithe. I'm telling you, you're not afford to go on east and it will not take you to California. When I get married, I want to have an intimate and incredible sex life. So I'm going to practice with everyone I date. You talk to anybody in their 50s and 60s who's been married a long time and they will tell you, they will tell you the path you're on will not lead to intimacy. It's the wrong path. I want to be spirit, a spiritually mature follower of Christ. I mean, I want to be so close to God. So I will only come to church once a month. Never read my Bible and pray. I'll never serve in a ministry or get plugged into a community group. I know you want to end up there, but you're on the wrong path. I want my kids to grow up and serve God. I want them to be so committed to the local church. So I'm going to only bring my kids to church once a month. Because we have so many other activities that we're involved in. And I could give you example after example after example of people who have hopes, dreams, and good intentions. But the path they're on is leading them into an entirely different destination. Here's the question I leave you with. Here's the question I want you to wrestle with this week before we continue part two looking ahead next week. Here's the question I want you to think about. Are the paths you're on going to get you to where you want to be you think about that you're on a path are the paths you're on going to get you to where you want to be and some of you here you're like yes and i'm so excited for you matter of fact some of you have been on the right path for a long time and you've been on the right path of faithfulness in your marriage and you're reaping the harvest of it. You're being on the, you've been on the right path for years financially and you're reaping the harvest of it. You've been on the right path of raising your kids in the right way for years and you're reaping the harvest of it. And other people look back and they go, how did you do that? Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> you're so lucky. No, no. I was on the right path. And that path took me to a predetermined destination. And I'm reaping the rewards of my faithfulness. And some of you in this place today, you're on the wrong path. And I'm telling you today, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're on a path, it's not going to get you to California. And what some of you need to do is you need to exit off I-40 East. Exit off. Today, exit off. And you need to do a U-turn. And you need to get on I-40, headed west. Because your hopes and dreams and good intentions will never trump the path that you're on. It's the principle. Of the path, your path determines your destination. Lord, thanks for your word. Thanks for your presence. I pray today would be a turning point for somebody to get off I-40 east and turn around and head west. Today would be a turning point, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. As I